0: Stephen flower, how are you doing? Adam, are you well? I'm good. I've had a nice relaxing day. Long day at work, but relaxing otherwise. How are you? I'm good.
1: I saw a dead bird today.
0: Did you? Did you think of me?
1: I did. It actually freaked the living shit out of me.
0: (laughs) You're joking. (laughs) What were you thinking?
1: I was wandering along. I was heading down to the bottle bank, just getting rid of some bottles. And bopping along, minding my own business. And a dead crow hanging off the edge of a wall. Oh, like it it wasn't even on the ground. You know, you go, oh, got hit by a car. That's a little unnerving. This guy was sitting right up, on the wall. It was, you know, just it, fell out of the sky. Like I don't know. Maybe he was sitting on the wall and just keeled over. Like his beak was off the wall. So I mean, I didn't know him until I was right upon him, and he was that close that it was like, oh Jesus.
0: Like I'd ever. Yeah, yeah. That would so that would freak me out. Something awful. It,
1: it it gave me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Oh, it would absolutely like. Uh, when I was counting them the other day it it was terrible. It was like a one for sorrow, two for sorrow, three for sorrow kind of kind of situation
1: like i've n- I don't think I've ever seen a bird dead on a wall.
0: I had a bird dead in my garden a few months back and I had to pick it up and put it in a bin. That was nasty
1: i mean on the f- on the ground i i I'm kind of like okay, but on a wall, do
0: you know what I was also thinking about this whole thing? Maybe the people who pick up the dead birds. ...are good people, so they're trying to be good social distance boys and not leaving the house. How do you mean? Well, birds die all the time. I'm sure there's more dying now than usual, but, I mean, birds will often land on the street... It's very
1: conspiratorial, ...when they die.
0: No, it's not conspiratorial, really. It's just the kind of person who would usually see a dead bird and maybe throw it into a ditch... ...or just get it off the street. They're not going out as much at the moment because they're trying to stay in and be good.
1: I hadn't thought of that. Maybe... I don't think I've ever gotten rid of a dead bird.
0: I didn't know what to do with it now when it happened in my garden. I put I've put i gotten rid
1: of mice and rats when the cat would have brought them to the back door and left them there. What did you do with them? I got them up on the edge of a shovel and fired them as far as I could away from me.
0: <laughs> a friend of mine did that with his hamster once. <laughs> huh? He had this pet hamster and he loved it, but... When he moved from one house where, where we lived and he moved off to another place the hamster got very stressed and it just basically kept running and didn't eat and it ran itself to death. And when it died he was walking around the garden with little Eric in his hand and he was going Ah oh, Jesus I'm, I'm real sad. But then something came over and went but also what the I fuck assume
1: do I do? Eric is the
0: name of the hamster. Yes. that w- That's key information in this story. And little Eric was in his hand and he was going What the fuck do I do with this now? I mean I'm sad but also I'm holding a dead hamster. So he just Yeated it over the neighbour's wall and went on with his evening. Oh. And then the next day I was talking to him because, you know, I was like, oh, sorry about the hamster. He's like, yeah. And I threw it over the wall and now I wish I hadn't done that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is in a bit of bad taste, I think. Yeah. It's the exact kind of thing you would expect from someone who has a hamster as a pet.
0: Hamsters aren't great pets. Yeah, I'll be fair. I wouldn't have one myself.
1: Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. Whatchamacallums? Like, rabbits are it, and so are mice and rats. Guinea pigs. They? No, they're not guinea pigs. Rabbits aren't guinea pigs. Oh, you're pig, asking what the
0: things are. Rodents.
1: Rodents, yeah, yeah. Rodents. I wouldn't... Yeah, I'd, I'm not mad on rodents as pets.
0: I love an old squirrel, though, or a chinchilla. Oh,
1: I don't know. The nose-moving thing wigs me out.
0: I used to work with someone who did that, and it really annoyed me. Did what? Did the little nose wiggle. Uh, yeah.
1: I would know. It just... Yeah, it's not my idea of an ideal pet, I'd prefer a dog or a cat.
0: You had a lovely name for a cat that you had, I don't know know if she's still going. What, Muffin McClay. No, the bold cat. Oh, the bold cat, yeah, yeah. Bold cat's still going strong. I thought that's a great name, Muffin McClay. Is it some kind of diehard homage?
1: Muffin McClay was a cat we used to have years ago. It was named after a cat in a story, Muffin McClay like a bundle of hay. Okay. used to have long hair.
0: The hamster? Or the the cat? No, the
1: cat. Okay. The hamster? Sorry. I was Uh, was just like, is
0: he talking about the thing in the story or the actual pet? I like a long haired cat.
1: Both were cats.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, I have a bit of a follow up with you. Go on. The last episode we were talking, we spoke about. Somebody eating Mikado biscuits with... Or Kimberley biscuits, I think it was, with tuna. Have there been worse? Yeah, I had the story, but I hadn't the full story. He used to put them both into a sandwich.
0: Can you shame this person?
1: I mean, like, I envisioned kind of just putting a little bit of tuna on the outside of the biscuit. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too. But,
1: like, that's doubling down. This that's... makes
0: it so much worse. I mean, first of all, just putting a biscuit in, uh, in a sandwich is wrong. But biscuit, tuna sandwich... ...is Gorge Prison. And Kimberly are kind
1: of sandwich biscuits anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, so that's it's like wrong. putting a
1: sandwich in a sandwich. Yeah, no. How no, many I
0: biscuits did. would they put in?
1: I don't know. I didn't have... I didn't have the follow... I was still kind of like, oh, that's... That's just... That's just wrong.
0: I'm reeling from that now, to be honest. That's mank.
1: <laughs> it's pretty fucking disgusting. Because you could have a tuna sandwich. There's nothing wrong there.
0: Well, I would argue otherwise.
1: But a tuna... And then to decide, oh, I fire in a few fucking MacKaysos into the mix.
0: Yeah, a pervert sandwich.
1: A pervert sandwich. All kinds of wrong. All kinds of wrong. They should be ashamed.
0: Oh, they absolutely should. If they're listening, just go down to the guard station. Hand yourself in right now. It's over.
1: So yeah, that was uninspired.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm inspired to rage. See, I've got bad news. Oh, I don't like bad news. Yeah, I heard... <laughs> Tell me some good
1: news first, so that it softens the blow.
0: You want good news first? I'm recording this uh, with no pants on.
1: Ah, uh, it shouldn't be good news, but it kind of is. Yeah. Go ahead. It's a
0: little liberating, because I, I got sunburned, something rotten yesterday, and so just before we were recording, when you rang me, <laughs> you caught me... Oh, that
1: is good news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You caught me rubbing the lotion on my legs. It puts the lotion on its skin, or it gets the water, and I... Didn't want to put my pants on again until my legs were dry. So I'm sitting here now free and easy. So there's Mm. good news. So hit me with the bad news now. Bewley's on Grafton Street is closing. Oh. Yeah. That lovely cafe in the middle of of Grafton Street is closing for two reasons. One, it just doesn't seem to be doing too well because of COVID at the moment. But the bigger one is it was paying $1.5 a year in rent. Wow. Isn't that insane?
1: Well... There's a sort of a, it is insane and it's wrong. It, that just should never happen. So I am sort of of the opinion that, yeah, anything that is run in such a fashion can never be sustainable and therefore probably should die its death. And whatever landlord let it die, therefore, hopefully we'll never get anything close to that money again.
0: Um, Yeah, I hope so. But I imagine they will Their second name is Grafton And considering the street they're on I think they probably hold mm. A large grasp on that whole area
1: Yeah Like landlords like that They should never be encouraged enough To let out I mean if, if they owned that whole street Let the whole street die And move it all down to I don't know Parnell Street Yeah and And let that be the thriving area You know no. Have a little bit of respect
0: for people. I absolutely agree. It's and I
1: really liked that theatre. I went to see in the Dublin Fringe Festival last year. I went to see a few plays there. And I really liked it. And I thought, oh yeah, that's a nice little amenity. But my God, that's gross.
0: Yeah, absolute ridiculous amount of money. And it's such a pity because it was a lovely cafe. Apparently, because of the rent, it wasn't making money. It was making uh, a loss every how year. How could
1: you? How could you ever make money with that? Exactly. And why would you want to try even?
0: No. Well, because it was... It was the last of their cafes to open, but it was also the last that was still open. I did a little bit of research on it, just because when I read about it, I thought it was a huge pity. I love it, because it's got all those Harry Clark uh, stained glass windows. And because of the theatre too, It was good for tourists, but it was also good for locals and it was just a beautiful place to be. And I read that it was first opened in 1927 by the grandson of Bewley's founder, Samuel Bewley, who first brought tea from China to Ireland in 1835, which is a huge tea history.
1: That is a lot of tea history. Uh,
0: And they seemingly were the ones... I also
1: find it hard to imagine that 1835 was the origin of the Irish tea industry. I would have thought, I don't know, I just assumed it was there for... Well, this is where the next uh, bit
0: comes in. They broke the East India Company's monopoly on tea in Ireland. Oh,
1: well, if the East India had a monopoly on tea in Ireland, then Beulies didn't bring in
0: tea to Ireland? No, they first brought it in in 1935, in that was when they first brought it in.
1: 1835, you mean?
0: Yes, but uh, oh, it's in. That wasn't when tea was first brought to Ireland. It's just when oh, they started.
1: Okay, sorry, you had me all by the ass. and I was like, "That sounds all kinds of harsh ways. And that's how I always but wanted yeah. to have you. But yeah, but that, it, it, it yeah, just—it's yeah, a no, huge pity. It,
0: it's a gorgeous place. Now I understand why stuff was so expensive in there. But they really made such an effort to give you a really nice experience. And it was a gorgeous place. I'll really miss it. Uh,
1: That's a shame. Mm. A real shame. I would say probably the first of many because anything that was struggling with sustainability is going to struggle a hell of a lot more. Yeah, fact. I mean... Even just, uh, like I imagine the Wittners will, I mean, they've been struggling for a long time in more rural areas. I imagine it'll be quite difficult for them.
0: Yes. Now, they've been very proactive and they've already put out step-by-step solutions of how they're going to solve social distancing when they're allowed open again. So they're really... I was was
1: looking at that and I was thinking to myself I don't particularly want to go to a pub That is no fun So I mean it's still going to be
0: a problem The one people are really going nuts about Is that you can't have any live music or entertainment Which I don't really see why Like they think oh maybe music means people dancing or whatever Or just attracts more people Mm. in Eh I mean it doesn't Not if you're just in a quiet pub. And and also the problem
1: is they're gonna be facing competition from house parties. Yes. I mean house parties there's gonna be nobody monitoring them, so
0: like that so party, that street party in Ballymon a couple of weeks ago yeah. when they had the people out in the out in the lawn playing music and everyone going nuts.
1: Yeah, so I mean there's a part of it that is just kind of a bit lousy.
0: Yeah, I totally agree.
1: But we get away from the whole politicking. Yes. How are you?
0: I'm great. Actually, I do have one more bit of politicking that I wanted to run by you just because it's absolutely beautiful that I came across today. Go on. Did you hear about Donald Trump and his visit to the mask manufacturing factory?
1: Oh, where he didn't wear the mask.
0: He didn't wear a mask. It was his first trip out of the White House since this whole lockdown has come in. He went to the mask manufacturing factory and him and his entourage didn't wear a mask. But they wore protective eyeglasses. As I if saw
1: the glasses which were ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: Like. But the best part of it for me is that someone had prepped a playlist for him for when he was there. Now I don't know if it was someone on their end or someone on the White House end. But in the clips I was watching on RT News, do you know what song was playing as he was walking through... The mask manufacturing factory. Wow. Live and let die. Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like someone just trolling him.
0: <laughs> it was amazing.
1: Oh, I was in touch about the Pilates, but they're not running this week.
0: Okay. So when can you go back? Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. I'll make a note here to ask you about it again on Tuesday. Right. Do you remember so, yeah. we were talking about where Pilates comes from and how it's different from yoga?
1: I prefer to call them pilots, but yes. <laughs>
0: I looked into it and it's nothing got to do with like old school spiritual yoga at all. It was developed in the 20th century by a fella called Joseph Pilates. Oh. Isn't that
1: mad? That is a bit mad.
0: Yeah. So how was your fitness today?
1: Not great, but I'm going to go out. I think I'm going to finish this podcast, head out for a walk. I went for a big walk yesterday. Going to do the same today again.
0: Great. Have you done anything else besides doing some push-ups?
1: No, just the walk, but I've been trying to make it a sort of an industrial enough walk, you know. Like yesterday, I you were doing covered it in more than, than 10,000 steps. Uh, today, I hope to do the same again. So I did about four or five kilometres, you know.
0: Great. I mean, that's kind of what I mean. I always aim for 10,000 steps. Like I went for a run again at lunch today because mm-hmm. I just liked what it did for me yesterday. I had a quick run in a shower Good. over lunch and I was filled with energy for the rest of the day. And then again, I went out for another walk and it was lovely. Again, I got sunburned on my ankles like a gob dog, but worth it.
1: I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that somebody is benefiting from this, (laughs) from this health binge.
0: Yeah, I mean, this this is supposed to be about you. You need to really put your not inconsiderable urse into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to head out for this walk, so I'm going to leave it at that. You good?
0: You'll never walk alone, except now, because you have to. Hmm. Okay, have a good evening, Adam.
1: Bye-bye. Good luck. Bye-bye.